American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington, D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, hour two of the National Intel Report, live on this Friday. Open phone Friday, if you want to give us a call. It is the 22nd of July, 2012. I'll get into more of the Trump speech here. You know, the thought, and, and Michael and I were just talking about this during the top of the hour break, and I said the same thing to Ken last night watching this uh, speech at the RNC. Ken and I knew. I mean, we know what we know. This would have sounded different to the uninitiated in America. He was hitting the strident points. Hitting the strident points. For us, we could pick them out immediately. But for the uninitiated out there, I hope they had their DVRs going because they needed to really go back and watch that again and then watch it a third time. It was an hour and 12 minutes long, but it was well worth the review. I watched it twice. Lark in Texas. Hello, Lark. Hey there, John. Hey. Well, I'm not going to weigh in about the R and the the, uh, dog and pony show. But uh, what I want to bring to mind for your listeners is just a few words. And uh, the three words are interoperability. That's interoperability and collaborative governance. This is uh, interoperability is what uh, has... uh, brought about this swarm mentality, this uh, interagency swarm mentality within communitarian law enforcement. And it transcends uh, all agencies, uh, especially if they come under the uh, aegis of homeland security. Collaborative governance is very different from government. In fact, it's a, it's a useful pseudonym for this thing called communitarianism. Collaborative governance, governance is management, and it's scientific management, as they term it. 
It's global to local scientific management. And today, what has allowed this swarm mentality to infest law enforcement is because of their enforcing of communitarian international law. And this is something that we have to bear in mind because, again, as I've said before, and it's easily discovered on the Internet, under international law, what Americans term rights are not the same thing as what rights are defined as under international law. Under international law, rights do not exist except that they are accompanied by duties and responsibilities. For your benefits. <laughs> and the language that defines rights comes from the Enlightenment era. It comes from the language of Thomas Paine in The Age of Reason and the Rights of Man. And it extends into modern times to the late uh, Paul Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z, who's called the father of humanism. So if you want to learn what rights actually means under international law, you have to look at the Humanist Manifesto and the United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Now, the bedrock scheme for scientific management or governance. The principle is called R2P, Responsibility to Protect. Under international law, it was actually R2P which was cited for the justification and the pretext for all the bloodletting in the Middle East following 9-11. So, forgive me for saying so, but unless we're talking about actual technological slavery and defining our terms well, what is technology, what is slavery, and what is gangsterism, then we will never understand communitarianism, communitarian law, collaborative governance, or interoperability. Well, there's another word associated with that that was actually a working thesis and a structure uh, for their communitarianism, and that was technocracy. Yeah, but technocracy is only a part of it. It's a it's it's an implementing part of it. It was actually a structured out plan. I mean, all the way down to council of governments. I mean, how how many different ways, Lark, have they found ways against the natural right or the rights of all Americans? These were our God-given rights. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we got to go secular there, so let's eliminate God from government, separate that one out. You know, the guy I brought up earlier, I don't know if you heard him, um, he was talking about, uh, well, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have anything to do with what you and I are talking about. But, Lark, I, uh, it's going to be a very interesting uh, six months. I, I can tell it, you. It I, really is. Let me... Uh... Uh, Let me say further, and I'll hang up, John. Um, um, You might want to look at uh, this new program that I just came uh, aware, became aware of, and it's called Falcon. And that's an acronym for Fraud and Linked Crime Online. And then you have to also, when you think about social engineering, You have to think in terms of uh, uh, 
a perpetual motion machine. And you have to ask yourself, if you were going to create a caste system and you were going to, be, you were going to run things, how would you organize the caste system? And so the technocrats couldn't do their dirty work unless the techies and the technologists unwittingly became useful idiots in their scheme. You see what I'm saying? I understand. In other words, uh, it, it goes to this, this uh, maxim of law about uh, uh, implied consent. So if, uh, if you've got huge swaths of the population that are uh, rapidly embracing this thing called modern technology, especially through smart devices and personal computers and the like, I mean, how are you going to be able to uh, allow the technocrats to lead? And uh, this goes to this thing called algorithms, algorithmic formulas. Because these people can literally measure, they can have their finger on the pulse of the entire society at large just by using the metrics involved with uh, algorithms. And so a useful word to become become aware of uh, is this thing called the theory of cybernetics and especially the role of psychometricians or psychometrics uh, in creating these algorithmic formulas. And at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, well, who owns and controls these means of production? Production being our communication. How we transfer information. Remember, we're, we're transitioning from the industrial age to the information age. And uh, so, anyway, I just wanted to put those things out there okay. for whatever it's worth. And remind uh, you and the listeners that none of these things are addressed uh, at the uh, Republican convention, nor will they be addressed at all. Well, and Lark, the Democratic I, I, before, before I took your call, um, I was thinking these people that were hearing what Trump was saying, uh, aside from technocracy or communitarianism, these are issues that they would definitely, definitely not have understood. So even if he did say the words, they would be falling on deaf ears. Well, do you know why Rents, uh, why uh, Mike Pence was uh, selected as the vice presidential nominee along with Trump? There's a because lot of he made it. He made a deal with Rents previous at the uh, RNC because they needed somebody that was facile with the language of communitarian code speak of which Mike Pence is very facile and that's why he's the vice he was he, in other words he was the compromise that allowed the RNC to champion Trump in the final analysis just uh, to let you know that's one that I hadn't heard well forgive me you know I I spent too much time reading <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> thanks Lark you bet. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, a lot of people have given uh, Pence a pass. And one of the things that was outstanding to me about him was he never saw a trade deal that he didn't like. As a matter of fact, uh, as governor of Indiana, he talked a lot about, well, you know, this free trade, this has benefited our farmers here. And, you know, this has helped this industry or that industry. 
Well, he might have struck some deals that benefited Indiana. But by and large, we have seen what these free trade deals have done across the board to America. And does a politician ever change his mind or change his stripes? Mm. We'll see. It it seemed kind of odd that uh, Trump, one of his big deals was, you know, I'm going to talk to these corporations. We're going to give them some ultimatums. Uh, if If you don't fess up here, you don't ante up, guess what? You're going to be facing tariffs. You'll be facing what amounts to a tax of shipping your stuff that used to be manufactured here, manufacturing it overseas and bringing it into the markets where the jobs no longer exist that made that very product. Trump went down the road here, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did this. Talked about the best ga- intelligence gathering operation in the world. By the way, uh, Director Clapper of the uh, <laughs> this how, how could somebody? Uh, let me ask you this, folks. Whether it be Hillary Clinton or James Clapper, how can they get in front of a congressional committee and lie, and there's no penalty? The director of national intelligence apologized last month to the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee for lying during a hearing. According to a letter published on the DNI website on Tuesday, James Clapper, director, appeared before the committee in March where Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat out of Oregon, asked him specifically if the NSA spies on millions of Americans, does the Does this organization spy on millions of Americans? And he answered without looking at anybody and rubbing his forehead. He was looking down at his table. He lied. He said, no, they don't do that. And, of course, we know the traitor to the country, Edward Snowden. Thank you, Edward. May you live to be 143 years old. Reported and leaked government documents that unveiled the secretive government program that did precisely what Wyden suggested in collecting metadata for cell phone and Internet records on hundreds of millions of Americans. See, this is why, going back to the Trump thing, you know, what does he talk about? We must have the best intelligence gathering operation in the world. I want you to think about this seriously, folks. For a relatively small group of people that can't be tracked or traced, kind of like the lone wolf on steroids, if you will, loosely organized, how on God's green earth do you ever come up with intelligence that will warn you that some random act or apparently random act of violence is going to take place? How do you detect that? Throughout the annals of... American history, there have been all sorts of fancy-dancy murderers that take great pride in killing people and not getting caught. We have had serial killers that were, quite frankly, smarter than the cops were, that eluded them for years. Sometimes they would finally get caught. But that's after butchering how many people, eating their body parts, doing all kinds of unimaginable bizarre stuff 
But it's been often said that you're going to have a hell of a time trying to catch somebody that you don't have the criteria for putting a putting a framework around the case to do any investigation that's going to turn up anything credible or turn up credible credible leads. It's going to lead you to a suspect and a conviction of the criminal. A random act of violence. Imagine you jump in your car. You live in Cleveland. You drive down to Cincinnati, Ohio. For what reason? I have no idea. But you do. And this is an area you usually don't visit. You don't have any relatives there. You have no mailboxes there. No nothing. You drive down to Cincinnati one day. You get out of your car. You walk around the streets. You find a victim that you don't know, never seen before, and you kill that victim. You kill that person. You get back in your car, you drive back to Cleveland, Ohio, unless you have an eyewitness or some video camera that might catch a glimpse of you, that they can use their facial recognition. You know, the system, it still doesn't work. That person will never be caught, nor will the person... See, they're, they're, they're banking on people using this technology to form their plans, and there's gonna, they're going to leave telltale metadata out there that they can look at and crunch and extrapolate and theorize and go possibly get the bad guy. It will not work. And many people have argued but this little incident in France where the guy decides to just drive down a street and mow people over. What are you going to do? Ban rental trucks? Baseball bats? Glass beer bottles that you grab the neck of the bottle and bust the bottom off and you stick it in somebody's throat and you're going to ban bottles? There's an underlying disease under all of this. And at one time, folks, we lived in cultures and societies and countries around the world that people just didn't do this stuff. And if it ever happened, they wouldn't tolerate it. And there was this feeling that you were in relative peace and security and you didn't walk around thinking about the bad things that might happen to you. Do you have that James Corbett piece up there? I want to play that before we get out of here today, because he goes as far as saying that, and I've never known James Corbett to really walk out on a branch this far, but he said, look, he said, I don't think anybody was killed in Nice, France. Did you see the front of the truck? Did you see any blood on the truck? If you're going to run down how many people, 84 people, how does this happen? Trump got into Hillary a little bit more. We must have the best intelligence. We must abandon the failed policy of nation building and regime change that Hillary Clinton pushed in Iraq, Libya, Egypt, Syria. Instead, we must work with all of our allies who share our goal of destroying ISIS and stamping out Islamic terror. He's saying talk, not shoot, but talk. Get the cooperation. Gets this stuff ferreted out, identify who it is, eliminate it. And I hope he's going to pull us the hell out.
is history about to repeat itself again? I'm Peter Seraphine with another Liberty Minute. Three banks have failed in as many weeks. A fourth regional bank saw a stock plummet Wednesday night after news that they were looking to sell. Biden says that no taxpayer money will be used to save these banks. But what Biden fails to acknowledge is that all money is taxpayer money. Sure, the FDIC is funded by payments from the banks, but the banks get that money from their customers, taxpayers. In 1930, the United States was in a recession, not unlike today. Then banks began to fail. Then there was a run on the banks and the Great Depression began. With the fractional reserve banking system that we have today, if even 5% of us took everything out of the banks, the system would crash, just like in November 1930. Keep that in mind when the next bank failure hits the headlines. And use code LIGHTHOUSE at protectwithbear.com to protect your legal rights as a gun owner and get free access to training videos. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until next time, see this Peshem Parabellum. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. So Mr. Clap On, Clap Off says that um, he lied. He says, my response was clearly erroneous, for which I apologize. He wrote that in the committee to the committee chair, Senator Dianne Feinstein. By the way, you know, she's 83 years old. Have we had enough of Feinstein? Isn't, isn't there a time that these guys have got to pack up and go? Do we have to wait for death in office first? She said, while my staff acknowledged the error to, error to Senator Wyden's staff 
soon after the hearing, I can now openly correct it because the existence of the metadata collection program has been declassified. It's been declassified because Edward Snowden declassified you. Clapper says, mistakes will happen. When I make one, I correct it. No. What he just said, when I lie, I can go back in and say, oh, it was your erroneous statement. No, it was a flat-out lie. And nothing happens to him. So I don't... I, short of... Um, Maybe some rogue intelligence operations and with their friends in the Pentagon, whatever, CIA buds and pals. Short of destabilizing another government or starting more problems in the Middle East, I mean, he nailed it here. It was Clinton that pushed for the Iraq, Libya, Egypt, Syria. Nation building, toppling governments. He spoke these words, and he was absolutely correct. And he had the wherewithal to say it to 32 million people. Talked about Hillary and a 550% increase in Syrian refugees on top of existing massive refugee flows coming into our country under Obama. I mean, folks, this is uh, this is unprecedented stuff. We are in unprecedented times in our country. Now, with all that's been put in place, is the police state in this country going to be walked back? And if you've got any doubt that Hillary Clinton is not going to be for the TTP and the TPIP, T, yeah, TTIP, there was a reason why Obama came out with the president of Mexico today to hold a press conference to swap spit publicly here over NAFTA. And there was some mention that though there might be some improvements that are made on that. That was a strategic political move, and he was not comfortable doing it. Trump talked about Hillary Clinton. She supported the job-killing trade deal with South Korea. She supported the Trans-Pacific Partnership. The TPP will not only destroy our manufacturing, but it will make America subject to the ruling of foreign governments. I didn't hear Obama say anything about that today. It's going to enhance the uh, individual's um, uh, possibilities, hmm, or words to such effect. He went after China. Now, there have been a lot of sharp sticks poked in Vladimir Putin's eyeballs, and he's remained relatively calm, and he has kept order. Trump actually crossed the Rubicon on this one, challenging even the existence of NATO, and said, look... We've been footing 70% plus the bill. 
I think he used Japan from memory as a、um, an example. That being part of NATO, Japan puts in fifty percent. Said, why aren't they paying a hundred percent? Why has the United States been footing the bill on this deal? So the way I see this shaping up, Trump will be talking to Vladimir Putin, and it's going to be an alliance between Russia and the United States. So what is China going to do at this point? He got on China pretty hard last night. Let's take the break. Three minutes. We'll be back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. While we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country, here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day. And in times of emergency, we have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store, or call us eight hundred seven two four two seven one nine extension three eight hundred seven two four two seven one nine extension three. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com/rbn. Free shipping on orders over fifty dollars. See the banners for hemp paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com/rbn. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue, and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed, and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855, the number two. Keep it today. 
My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street. Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention And all my nights are so long Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model? Now that my role model is gone You know, and it isn't like um, trade, folks. We've never done trade with other countries. We've done this all the time. Trump said, I pledge never to sign any trade agreement that hurts our workers or that diminishes our freedom and independence. Instead... I'll make individual deals with individual countries. And we'll no longer enter into these massive deals with many countries that are thousands of pages long, uh, thousands of pages long, I should say, in which no one from our country even reads or understands. Going to enforce trade violations, including the thorough use of taxes and tariffs against any country that cheats. And then he went after China. And he said that includes stopping China's outrageous theft of intellectual property, along with their illegal product dumping, their devastating currency manipulation, our horrible trade agreements with China, and many others will be totally negotiated. That includes renegotiating NAFTA. This is why Obama was, he was responding. He said he didn't watch Donald Trump's speech last night. I say poppycock. I think he was up in the White House, kicked back on the bed with a joint, watching Donald Trump. (laughs) (sighs) Then he got into tax laws, regulations, energy rules. By the way, Ken White was telling me something that, you know, this big push by the greenies, the lefties, the transformers of how we garner power. Ken was telling me that there is technology out there right now that is working and functioning. That no matter what coal plant you have... This is like a um, an, an energy cleaner of sorts or a scrubber. He says you can put it in the technology, can be applied to anything that emits CO2. This technology is out there and available. 
And folks, you know, what do, what do we do with coal? We take it into coal-fired uh, power plants, make steam, turn these turbine generators, and make electricity. And what do we have one hell of a lot of in this country? We got a lot of coal. A lot of it. So if we had coal-fired plants with this technology, these scrubbers, that, I mean, emits zero pollutants into the atmosphere, problem solved. You know, when this really turns into a competitive marketplace that isn't guarded for the energy companies, and you really turn this into a free-for-all free market, that's when you'll see improvements in solar, solar energy, solar panels, collectors, give it a name. Competitively, because they'll be competing in the marketplace for customers, and they're going to be making the best available products at the cheapest prices. That's how free markets work. I'm not opposed to solar energy. We get bombarded by these, these rays of the sun every day. A lot of energy hits this planet every day. And I'm, I'm all for, you know, eventually converting over. Why not take what's free and take advantage of it? Ah, the word, key word there is free. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody in the future is going to try to regulate the sun and claim ownership and the energy from whence it came. <laughs> or at least maybe try to tax your collector. Or is that a tax collector? Whatever. So he's going to do the Ronald Reagan thing. By the way, uh, Ken White termed Donald Trump Super Reagan. Because he was right. As we were sitting there watching him, he's Reagan-esque, Reagan-like. But really Reagan on steroids. A, a totally awake and excited Ronald Reagan, which you never really saw that often. When he wasn't napping at morning briefings, he was kind of a low-energy guy. America is one of the highest tax nations in the world. Reducing taxes will cause new companies and new jobs to come roaring back into the country. Then we're going to deal with the issues of regulation, one of the greatest job killers of them all. Excessive regulation is costing our country as much as $2 trillion a year, and we will end it. We're going to lift the restrictions on the production of American energy. This will produce more than $20 trillion in job-creating economic activity over the next four decades. Now, $20 trillion over the next four years doesn't sound like a whole lot. Five trillion a year. But this stuff adds up, folks. Another thing he said, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this entire thing, but um, he said within his first hundred days, what he's going to do is go right down the laundry list of every federal agency, department, and he's going to tell those department heads, he says, I want you to draw me up some stuff here. You're going to give me the cost. You're going to eyeball your operation. And basically, you're going to tell me we're going to cut the waste. He also made mention of veterans. And he said, you know, sending them to veterans hospitals, 
you got to wait how many days, four or five days, just standing in line to get your pay, your paperwork processed. He said, I'm going to give them the ability to go see the doctors of their choice. And if I was in the VA, I'd be really worried about my job. Because in my estimation, they could blow up the whole damn thing, level it, bury it. And if they had to, restart. But here's another... uh, Folks, if, if you've never worked for the government, if you've never been in the military, then you just do not understand the amount of latent, wasted energies, the waste of money, the waste of time. If you've never been to a VA hospital, you don't understand their little bureaucracy. And if you've never met a group of people that were overpaid for the job that they do, very badly, I might add, then you've never really been to a VA. And all of this hype that you keep hearing about American heroes, is this how you're going to treat a hero? You go get body parts if you survive, you go get body parts blown off, and then you can't even... Go to a VA hospital and be treated in a reasonable amount of time. And I can see a few public works projects on its way. Talked about building roads, highways, bridges, tunnels, airports, railways. Of tomorrow. You know, we don't have any high-speed trains here. We're still watching Amtrak people run into each other, run off the rails. (laughs) Been on Amtrak? That's another experience you don't want to have. Two things you don't want to do in your life. Ride an Amtrak train and go to a VA hospital. But wait a minute. If you're a veteran and you're on an Amtrak train, chances are you're going to have a better chance than most. (laughs) thinking about other forms of uh, transportation that you might become a patient at a VA hospital. That is if you don't have Obamacare. And by the way, did, did, did anybody really get all nervous about not complying with the threats of the federal government? I had to laugh when they said that they were going to start fining and possibly jailing people for not signing up for Obamacare. I'm going, really? Trump got around to the issue. And he defined who he's going to be looking for. And he might be replacing four Supreme Court justices in the next four years. Notice how I'm talking about Trump is going to be president? (laughs) I think it's going to happen. I, I honestly think that it's going to happen. And judging from the reaction from the most well entrenched political neocon buttheads in Washington, right down to the talking head. They are all discombobbled. They don't know what to do. They don't know whether to crap, go blind, or wind their wristwatch, or just quit the news or politics. Joel in Wisconsin. Hello, Joel. You made a comment about the President of the United States watching TV and with a smoking a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Is that any way to talk about the President? Which President? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, the guy that's in the White House right now? Obango? <laughs> yeah. 
1996, I got a job at a factory in in Wisconsin, and uh, I had to pass. A, I had to take a drug test and a physical just to get a job at uh, that factory. Well, I'll just say what it is. It was called Lacrosse Footwear. If you've ever seen any boots or yeah, yeah, uh, Lacrosse Footwear. Yeah. I had to pass a, a drug test and do a physical to get in there. I would like to see. What branch government would have to pass a law that they require uh, politicians to pass a drug test? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> they may not do the drugs themselves, but they might be taking a profit for those that are running the drugs for those that do the drugs. I don't know, but yeah, I'm serious. I'm looking at, looking at Obama today doing this press conference. Man, he looked like 30 miles of bad road. <laughs> and it was like he was up all night, and I, I could just picture him in, in the presidential bedroom, you know, kick back and just smoking a joint, watching Donald Trump, thinking, okay, how am I going to respond to this? Well, we saw the answer to that today. I don't know about the joint smoking part, but hey, he's dressed up in some really weird costumes. He's been known to have um, homosexual tendencies, and well, you know, it's all part of the new progressive liberal yeah, free choice. Of the typical stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, if Trump becomes president, he could, uh, within the executive branch, make that a requirement. But I don't know about the rest of the politicians. I don't because he only has power. A president only has power over the executive branch. That is true, and he's he's gone on to say, and uh, I missed the part here. Uh, I know it was in his speech that uh, he's going to go in there and undo all the executive orders. Yeah, that, yeah, he's got the right to power to do that too. Yes, he does. Seeing how our Congress has never repealed one of the damn things. No, and that's their they they every executive order Congress has the right to, to repeal that or veto it within sixty days. Yep. And uh, like I said, I, I worked at footwear for a while, lacrosse footwear, and uh, naturally uh, they were a bunch of Democrat voters and stuff, and I didn't get along with most of them. Well, I didn't get along with hardly any of them. And that, let, let me say this, that place is not in business anymore. Because I was warning them, I was telling them, I said, they're, you know, they're, all the jobs are going to China. This was back in, eight, in 96, and nobody liked me for the way, for my views. But uh, well, you, that place you, ain't you, there anymore. Hey, you were being too negative. You were, you, yeah. were, you, were plump, you were plopping bird droppings into their pudding, and nobody wants to, yep. nobody wants to see that. And nobody wants to hear it. So okay. we'll just ignore you. Until right. they grumble uh, reluctantly and walking away with their hands in their empty pockets, going, "Damn it, that guy was right." But never tell you, probably. And that place didn't last like three years after that. Yep. Oh well, I hope somebody from there is listening. <laughs> yeah, right, it was yeah. a big factory. Yeah, and and you know what? It, you know, I, I, you know, the more I think about Trump. And moving this country in the right direction and all of that latent, bottled-up energy that's been out there, I can see factories reopening. I can see the needs of the American people being met by the needs of the American people by way of their own work, their own production. There's no reason. You know, I mean, what do you pay for? I, I don't know what the crosses go for now, but what does a pair of Nikes go for and what's the actual production cost? You know, we could not, could we not manufacture those very same products in this country again while paying people a living wage? We used to be able to. 
And I think we can do so again, Joel. I think so, too. All righty. Thanks for your right. call. Yep. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Um, gosh, there's a couple things I wanted to cover here, but yeah. He went on to say about fixing the TSA. <laughs> he talks about the veterans. He says, we will take care of our great veterans like they have never been taken care of before. My opponent dismissed the VA scandal as not being widespread. One more sign of how out of touch with reality she really is. And here's where he makes the statement. We are going to ask every department head in the government to provide a list of wasteful spending projects that we can eliminate in my first 100 days. Politicians have talked about it. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm also going to appoint justices to the United States Supreme Court. And I was waiting for Mr. Trump to say that all-important word, Constitution. He said, we are going to appoint justices to the United States Supreme Court who will uphold our laws and our Constitution. And that replacement for Justice Scalia will be a person of similar views and principle. This would be one of the most important issues decided by this election. My opponent wants to essentially abolish the Second Amendment, and I, on the other hand, received the early and strong endorsement of the NRA. Then he went into the evangelical thing. He says, I got a lot of support from you guys. He said, you've been good to me and you've been so supportive of you. You have so much to contribute to our politics, yet our laws prevent you from speaking your minds from your own pulpits. The amendment pushed by Lyndon Johnson many years ago threatens religious institutions with a loss of their tax-exempt status if they openly advocate their political views. I'm going to work very hard, very hard to repeal that language and protect free speech for all Americans. I think he's going to do it. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be there to help in this endeavor. So this is what I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. Now's the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country. Well, I think that's going to happen. I think there's going to be an energy and a synergy that happens with this country. And it's going to be unprecedented. Happy, happy days are here again or at least happier and more hopeful days. Hope and change, you're out of here. Hope and results is the next phase. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying 
their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now, and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822, or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Prop, the Jewish Bolsheviks, or the, they not only coined the word, but they're the masters of it to this day. After all, not only do they own the money, but the big, big media as well. What a great partnership. And on a note here, YouTube, nonlinear warfare, a new system of political control. And what this does is explains all the stage-managed avant-garde theatrical media events we call today is just simply being psyops, false flags, and, of course, hoaxes. The end game is learned helplessness. And the engineered end of all nationalist government, including the U.S. I was watching this Munich thing today, folks. Watching a guy standing in front of a, the Germans' idea of a Mickey D's. And by the way, that was at the Olympic Plaza, and I was there back in 1972. Looks a little bit different today. But that whole complex was built for the 72 Olympics. I've been there. And to watch a guy pull out a firearm, a handgun, and just start shooting people willy-nilly, my immediate thought was, shoot back. 
rather rather than I mean rather than running from it, you stand against it. And I don't give a damn who they are and what they represent. Some jihadist organization or some whacked out guy on drugs or some escapee from the mental farm. Don't care. They are just walking around willy-nilly, just shooting people and scads and scads of police stand around and cordon off areas, shut down borders, stop trains. I mean, it was, what a fiasco. What a fiasco. I remember the story of a guy that was in a department store and somebody walked in with a, uh, uh, I forget what it was, it was a small caliber rifle. Guy had his handgun, he pulled it out, guy went down, that was it. Nobody died. And until such time that the glue of society can be put back to right here, that we're going to have some kind of semblance of peace and security... I think that is the way to deal with it. That is not an anarcho approach. That is a common sense approach. Out of all of these things that they have shown us and how horrible they really are, what's horrible is how they have mismanaged. What's even worse is they're parading around as if they can do something about it, which they can't. And the news cameras roll and... Toe tags are put on, and somewhere between death and rigor mortis, the cops show up. To do what? To put little markers out to mark the crime scene and measure stuff out and gather statistics and go back to the crime lab and do autopsies and do the post-mortem crap. That's all that it is. Post-mortem crap. By the way, uh, Michael Rivero mentioned something. Actually, Claire did. Uh, And she talked about what they're going to be doing in Michigan. I don't have time to cover the story today. But they're going to be setting up uh, a program that they're just going to randomly pull people over and swab them for drug use. That story is now posted on republicbroadcasting.org. I suggest you take a look at it, because here's their drunk driving checkpoints now on steroids. And I'm sure they'll probably have a test for that as well, just in case they pull over a baseball player or an NFL player. We can test them for drugs. All right, folks, been a crazy week. We'll be back Monday. If uh, we suffer no drone strikes or nuclear events... We will be back with you Monday. I appreciate you showing up here today. And we will see you in a couple of days. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? 
Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.